0: Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through
1: Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
0: Okay, good morning Aurora, good morning Aurora, good morning Aurora. The time is now 8.08 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a great interview today after our news and weather. We are joined by Bonnie Kunkel.
1: Correct. Or I Bonnie did. Lee Kunkel You're <laughs>
0: looking at my
1: law of stationery or your ballot.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, we're going to have a great conversation with Bonnie today. Uh, we're going to learn about Bonnie, who she is, and uh, what she's running for and uh, all that fun ballot stuff. And first, we have to tell the folks about um, LDJ Cleaning Professionals, a new business and a sponsor of our show that we got. We're glad. Uh, LDJ Cleaning Professionals specializes in commercial, residential, and disinfectant cleaning, serving Aurora and the Cal- excuse me, Quad Counties for over 20 years uh, in the professional cleaning industry. They offer infamous make-ready service Post-construction cleaning, window cleaning, floor maintenance, disinfectant (coughs) cleaning, and general office cleaning. The home that you worked so hard to purchase, the business that you dreamed of owning, they're honored to provide their service to you. Hire a true professional. Call them today at 630-291-5435. Visit uh, their website at ldjcleaning.com. Quote, they help you protect your investment. My dad said I had a face for radio. Boy, he was right. He was right. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't, but I do. (laughs) Um, On Sunday the 22nd, there's a drive-thru turkey giveaway event starting on that morning. Headliners Barbershop. And Endless Possibilities Auto, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Fitness in Naperville, and the Reina family are coming together to give back to the community during these hard times. As we know, many families have been struggling due to the pandemic, and these type of initiatives go a long way. So please save that date. That will be a safe and socially distanced event. And the address is 129 West Galena in downtown Aurora, starting at 10 a.m. All right. ARTA, A-A-R-T-A, Aurora Teach, excuse me, Aurora Area Retired Teachers Association is holding their second drive-through box dinner sale from 11:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. Tuesday, December 1st at Gaslight Manor. The public is invited. The cost is $20. Proceeds benefit a Coats for Kids drive by Aurora Communities and Schools, CIS. Uh, ARTA was founded in 1958 as a community service non-profit. To, uh, and they include labor and cash donations to local food pa- pantries. Pastries, I'm hungry. That's why I came <laughs> with pastries. Pantries. Uh, and a scholarship to local high school students planning to become teachers. Shout out to Art. Uh... All right, yesterday, mayoral candidates filed the maximum number of signatures to get on the April 6th ballot. There are two candidates running against our incumbent mayor, Mr. Urban. They are Mr. Judd Lawsheet and Mr. John Leish. So congratulations to them for getting their stuff in on time. And the Illinois Office of Tourism announced 31 new small businesses have been recognized by the Illinois Made Program, including Hearth and Hammer General, a candle studio and retail boutique in downtown Batavia, Illinois. That was very cool. So shout out to Hearth and Hammer, Court Carlson, my personal friend, James Cardis. James, what up? Executive Director of the Aurora Area CVB. No, that's Court Carlson, not James. I don't wanna get James fired. I heard on the news, you're the director now. (laughs) All right, and Aurora Downtown's annual cocoa crawl is without the crawl this year due to COVID-19. Instead, the mugs have been sold, uh, are being sold in downtown stores, along with hot cocoa recipe cards and more. Uh, at Select Downtown Businesses. That's very cool. For more information, you can visit auroradowntown.org for more details. And lastly, I want to take a personal note and say thank you to uh, our friend, Mr. for setting us up with this uh, great interview today. And I want to tell all of the people in Aurora that we've got a really good crop of candidates right now who are running um, for mayor, a lot of different ideas out there. So uh, please um, check out their platforms, check out what they stand for, what they're running for, and uh, make, the, uh, make the decision that you make, my dear people. And that's, I think that's, that's it for the news. Yeah, and that's all for the news today. So now, we will get into our interview with Bonnie. Good morning to you. Hello. Good to see you. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot, life, liberty, and Aurora, Illinois, and get to know um, all about yourself and your journey. Um, So for the listeners and for (laughs) the uh, the viewers who are not familiar with you, Mm -hmm. let us know who you are and where you're from.
1: I'm from here. I'm from right here. In fact, I used to come down. This is broadcasting from the lower level of the old library otherwise known as the children's section. Mm -hmm. And I spent uh, quite a bit of time here, although not as much as you might think, because I remember getting kicked out of here at a pretty early age.
0: kicked out the library? I got kicked (laughs) upstairs. I got kicked (laughs)
1: upstairs. They said, we've kind of run out of books for you. It's okay. You don't have to keep asking us for a pass to go upstairs. Just Just go go, uh, read whatever you want. An avid reader. Yeah.
0: Um, What's the value of reading?
1: Reading is crucial. Um, One, if it, it, it develops your your mind and your literacy literacy skills and your ability to communicate with other people and get jobs and sustain yourself and go shopping online, use computers, everything. Um, but it, it it does something more than that. Um, I think it can really develop your sense of empathy and open your mind to um, different peoples, different worlds, the possibility that things could be better, or the concern that things could be worse. Um, it's really important to use your mind and your imagination, and and reading just really goes along with that.
0: What were some of your favorite titles as a youngster?
1: As a youngster, um, I remember, um, oh, 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 who wrote Cross Creek? She wrote another really good book that I can't remember. Um, I remember reading uh, when I was very young. I read books about Native Americans because, mm-hmm. uh, kind of retroactively, I I adopted them as my heroes. Because as little girls, when we grew up, little boys had heroes. You know, they had firemen and they had policemen and they had soldiers and they had Batman. Um, little girls, you know, way back, we didn't really have heroes. But for me, the the ones I gravitated to. Um, were the,
0: the folks about Native Americans. Very interesting, yeah. very interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that too, things have always toys and whatnot. It's always been geared to the to the boys so they can do their thing. I think the most iconic change in that was literally like the Barbie doll, which was something that, you know, girls Barbie had the chance so to play to me. Oh, yeah, not that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not advocating for Barbie on this. <laughs> your reaction to that was priceless like okay my
1: favorite toys i remember my favorite toy was a um uh, a rusty red metal dump truck it was about this big and um i drug it behind me on a piece of string and then i had little plastic horses and farm animals that i would carry around in the drunk truck and play in the sandbox. That was my idea of fun when I was a kid.
0: Very cool. Um, Growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life?
1: I had a nice dad. I had nice parents. Um, Dad, it was really nice. Dad used to like to tinker with his cars back in the day before they all were all computerized, you see. And um, I guess I didn't really know at the time, but he had he had studied some um, mechanical stuff, um, and so I'd go outside with Dad and you know talk to him while he was working on the car, or or we would take walks over to the fruit juice house, or um, to pick up the newspaper. Or, you know he's he's just was just nice to hang out with. And I would ask him questions. I remember one was one time it was priceless. I said, Dad, why does it rain? And he explained about the clouds and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that was cool. And I said, why does that happen? And then he, he explained some more. And I'm like, that's cool. And I kept asking him why, and why, and why, and why. And he just finally said, stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he just got really frustrated with me. But Dad was the person that I could ask the most whys to. Yeah, I never really thought about it till just now. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, but That's a priceless memory. It is.
0: Yeah. Um. One of the things that I've always been captivated with when I interview people is uh, having, especially like people who are running for office and whatnot, people that we uh, elect as our leaders, I um, really am interested in where their strength comes from. And it comes from a lot of different places. You know, mm-hmm. it's a very open-ended question to ask mm-hmm. someone what impact their dad have, had on their life. Mm-hmm. But I've always felt that like it will give you a complete answer about that, that individual. Um, so what is the office that you are running for?
1: Aurora Township trustee. All
0: right. You ready?
1: Absolutely. Hey, I got up and, uh, by three o'clock this morning, I was doing some research. Oh,
0: okay. well, yeah, you're ready. <laughs> I'm, ready. <laughs> right, I'm ready. Yeah,
1: actually, I'm raring to go.
0: Um, is this your first time running for the, um, trans- uh, For this trustee office, position? yes. Okay.
1: Uh, but certainly not my first time running. In fact, I served eight years on the King County board. Okay. And that's got a lot more um, gears and bells and whistles, actually, than than Township Trustee, and a whole lot more meetings, um, a whole lot more divisions, a whole lot more money. Um, Township Trustee would seem to be relatively simple compared to that, except that um, I really think that we need to make some um, major improvements. Uh, at, the, at the township level, and so the idea of being able to create some new programs and, right. and maybe improve some efficiencies and some processes and certainly transparencies uh, to better serve um, the people, I, I'm, I'm really excited about it.
0: I wouldn't call it an issue or problem, but what's one of the, what's one of the most pertinent things that the township needs to uh, work on?
1: People don't even know they live in Aurora Township. I mean it's crazy how can you be doing a good job of serving people when they don't even know that they can call you.
0: That's a good point.
1: Uh, Can I just take a moment and explain to people what Aurora Township is? Um, Aurora Township is one of many townships in the um, in Kane County and if you look at a map you'll see it's the southeast corner of Kane County so uh, you know the streets around here don't exactly go Precisely east, you know, east-west or north-south, but roughly speaking, it's bounded on the west by Orchard Road, on the north by Oak Street, sure. which is sort of Butterfield, you know, north of 88. Um, on on the east by the Kane County uh, line, the Kane DuPage County line, which uh, runs north-south, roughly equidistant between Farnsworth and Iola. So um, let me see And on the south, um, roughly speaking uh, Route 30. Okay. So if you live anywhere in there, you are in Aurora Township. A lot of people, um, I'll say, are you in Aurora Township, and they'll say, oh no, I live in the city. If you live in the city of Aurora, um, more likely than not, you live in Aurora Township, I think about 125,000 people. Um, of the city of Aurora live in Aurora Township. Also, people will say, I I just got this back from a friend last night, Um, oh no, uh, I'm not in Aurora Township, I'm in Montgomery. Well, let me see, someplace my notes will tell me. (laughs) Um, That, because this I don't have memorized yet, I sure as heck will, Um, that, Roughly, oh, where to go? Where to go? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to come back to this.
0: That's all right. You can come back to this.
1: But about, I think it's about 4,000 people who live in Montgomery are in Aurora Township, and about 7,000 people who live in North Aurora are in Aurora Township. And then obviously there's a whole lot of unincorporated too. Oh, here we go. The total population of of the township is 146,149. Yes, I really was doing my research this morning. Um, 124,000 of those are Aurora residents, 4,500 of those are Montgomery residents, and 6,700 of those um, are North Aurora residents. So that just gives you an idea. There's a whole lot of people who who don't even know they're in the township. So how can they possibly be getting the full value of the services um, if they don't even know they're eligible for them?
0: Right, and what does the township do?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, there are three basic things that it does. Um, It's obliged to do by law. Uh, One is general assistance, Um, another is senior services, and another is youth services. And in addition to that, it has some other programs um, like the transportation, uh, the Riding Cane, for example, which is primarily used by uh, seniors and persons with disabilities. And that ties into the the Riding Cane program that's that's countywide, which actually came into existence while I was on the King County Board. Okay. Yeah.
0: Mm, Mmm, W, that's awesome. (laughs) now, what made you want to seek office? With the uh,
1: well, with this the township? this um, honestly, I heard Alex Arroyo speaking about what was going on uh, in the township and and you know, wanting to make some improvements, and I got all fired up. I'm like, gee, that could be so much better, and I'm like, and I could help make it so much better. Uh, when you want change, you know, it it does require more than one person, and I'm like, Alex, I want to help you do that. So.
0: Um, Where'd you grow up in Aurora?
1: Well, uh, 830 West Goldeney Boulevard. Um, So, right by Greenman School. Okay. Uh, I was by Greenman School till I was seven. Uh, It was different then. In fact, it was the old school that's been torn down. Uh, Yes, I was born in a hospital that isn't even a hospital anymore. Yeah, I've been here too long. Uh, And then, let me see, from uh, after the Greenman area, I lived near Hall School and just Two houses between my house and the cornfield. I mean, the edge of town. There was nothing else built when we moved there. Really? Really. So that was pretty close to the corner of Edge Lawn and mm-hmm. Illinois. Um,
0: edge Lawn and Illinois.
1: Wow. Yeah, there's a lot more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <of laughs> when
0: you said that, I was picturing that intersection like right now. I'm thinking like. Wow. fields. holy cow, yeah. wow.
1: Yeah, West Plaza was young and small um, and gosh, I'm dating myself, Yeah, and then uh, moved in my teens with my parents over by Aurora University, okay. Aurora Country Club area, and have lived in that area ever since.
0: What's Aurora got going for it that other cities okay. don't have?
1: Well, for one thing, our diversity is fabulous. Um, I really like the fact that there are lots of different people who come from lots of different places with lots of different ideas here at Aurora, and I think that's something that we should celebrate and um, make more room for. Um, Another thing about Aurora, uh, I love, it's at the intersection of urban and rural. Uh, Certainly when I was growing up, I remember when I went to college at the University of Chicago, and everybody had to say where they were from, and everybody was saying, I'm from so-and-so, a suburb of such-and-such. And then they got to me, and I said, I'm from Aurora, and it's not a suburb of Chicago. And everybody started laughing, because it never was a suburb of Chicago until all of the other suburbs kind of... Filled in, mm-hmm. we very much had our own identity and our own suburbs. You know, North Aurora and, and Montgomery really were Aurora suburbs, Sugar Grove um, as well. Mm. So things things have changed. Aurora was a manufacturing center; it was a manufacturing hub. So that was that was really interesting, and my dad was involved in that when I was growing up. Oh, by the way, my dad was also a union steward. That's another interesting. Interesting memory, but um, another thing that I liked down about Aurora, and I still very much value, is that we are a city with the Fox River in the middle, and to me, it's very much um, part of the city identity and my geographic centering. Um, it's 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 a resource and a, an identifier for me.
0: I like when you said it's. The corner of urban and rural. Yeah. So I think about the downtown, the vibrancy and the urbanness about that. Then you think about the farmers market, which, when the weather's nice, it's out there in the parking lot. Urban and rural, um, mm-hmm. right within, there. Within
1: five minutes, you can you can drive and bam, you're in cornfields. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's really interesting to be someplace that has so many different subcultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What was your first job?
1: Uh, it was a don color, um, a film processing plant. Uh, it was working nights. Uh, it was a summer between high school and college. I was 17 and um, it wasn't fun but I made money. I'll tell you how it happened. The way it happened was um, the night before graduation I'd been looking for a job, but I hadn't been successful. Um, And the night before my high school graduation, I went to my very first rock concert with a few of my friends. It was the band Chicago. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful.
0: I bet it was. Okay.
1: (laughs) And so I woke up the next morning and I had all this music in my head. At that point, I owned a cassette player, but I didn't have any Chicago cassettes. And I said, I need to go out and buy a cassette. And then I said, I need to go out and get a chat, yeah. and so that morning I went out. You know, my mom said, "Oh, you know, I didn't mention, but I used to be a bookkeeper at Dynacolor, and they used to hire students in the summer." And I'm like, "Wow!" Because, of course, film people were taking more photographs in the summer. So um, I went over, and they said, "Well, we've got, you know." We, you know, where are you going to school? And I told them, University of Chicago. And they said, when does that start? Well, that was starting about a month later than the public universities were starting. So right. they were interested in me. And then they're like, well, could you work nights? At that point, I was ready to say yes to anything, right. especially since they were paying me uh, one and a half times minimum wage.
0: Uh, put a flag in a conversation. What was minimum wage then at that time?
1: I'm thinking minimum wage was probably about 2 was under two dollars. Wow. So I think they wound up paying me three,
0: $3.50. I asked that question because uh, my dad was telling me once upon a time, he, he retired as an iron worker, and he told me that uh, I think he was getting paid at that time $6 and something. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting like this and looking at him, and his eyes lit up when he mentioned that pay because he was like that was a lot of yeah yeah that was an amazing amount of money yeah Yeah. Um, what do the youth today not understand about the times then
1: I don't know how they can understand things are so different sure Um, I feel my parents came from Canada and so they came from a much more relaxed place right Um, for example my dad would always, you know, he wouldn't read me bedtime stories. He would tell me fishing stories. Um, and, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, he'd tell me fishing stories. So you asked me about You want dad. some action. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dad and and chicken, uh, Hugh, Hugh Gumford and chicken, chicken hugel and gum Benford, those were her, her, her would, would, would go fishing. And they would go fishing. they just go out in the bush for a week, two weeks, three weeks. And I'm like, How did your folks, you know, weren't they worried about you? No. Well, did they know you're coming back? No. You tell me you were going? Well, no.
0: Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, you know, my parents were much, were very relaxed about, what are you doing home? Go out and play. Right. Uh, But they knew that, you know, that I'd come back when I was supposed to and then, you know, it was, it was all cool, but, but I was trusted to make decisions. Um, the world was not considered to be as scary a place as it is now. I was not nearly as sheltered as children are now. so i I think that's that that's a huge difference and um, I really value the independence that I got from that, and I don't know how to give that to the the people who are growing up today. Mm. I wish I could right. But you know what? I think that actually, township, I mean, part of the township is the Township township Youth Center, right. and to let youth, let's hope and we can open it back up soon, but somehow or another, to let our youth interact in a safe space there without being under their parents' thumbs, um, I think that's part of the growing up and the independence that, that we all need to be able to develop our self confidence and and, and and grow up and, and move out.
0: Um, now, is that the location that's on Gale Street yeah. back there? Okay, yeah. With a huge field. Yeah. It's got that big field right yeah. there. Yeah. Boy, I'm visioning soccer, dodgeball, yes. okay. and a little something something.
1: Well, you know, I've heard some problems um, about soccer that the, their soccer program had been um, very well received, but that somehow or another it got parsed out recently to private enterprise. And so now, um, yeah, and so now that un- unless you pay a bunch of money that a lot of our families can't afford, sure. your kids don't get to participate, and that the fields may not be available um, on a more casual basis. This is something I'm looking into. I think that's a huge problem.
0: I do. That's too. a huge problem. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how did your time on the Kane County Board prepare you? for your next endeavor with the uh, township?
1: Oh, it's huge. Um, for example, you know, I'm, I'm going, where's the CAFRA? And you're going, CAFRA? You know, I'm, I'm talking to a, a, a current or a former trustee. Yeah, I guess we have a CAFRA, but it's not as complete as it should be. Um, and you go, what's a CAFRA? Comprehensive How would you account- know I was thinking that? <laughs> yeah, accounting <laughs> financial requirement. Anyway, um, so, what, you, you start to learn the money part, and guess what? The money drives the bus. Yeah. If, if if you don't know where your money is, you don't know where your bus is going. Because without gas, um, you're not getting anywhere. Right. So let's not waste our gas going going around in circles here, or trying to get someplace we can't. Because we just you know took a 500 mile trip to go pick flowers for one person, and now we can't take a 10 mile trip to, to get these students over to work, you know, uh, another activity. I, I'm just making that up. Just, but, it's just <laughs> just, but just to give you an idea. So um so the finances are huge. Um for example, one of the things that I, I think is really important is that the the uh, trustees who essentially are you know we're board members, right? Right. You know, think of it as, as a company. We're board members. Um, we should be making uh, long-term planning uh, and and have goals and then develop our budget accordingly you know to you know figure out what we want to do and direct our money that way I understand that it, it's in, you know the more recent budgets at least um, the board members have been very minimally involved in the budget process that means they're very minimally involved in the planning process which means that they kind of it minimizes your ability to impact what the, the township is doing that's why i'm running folks because i want to be more hands-on i want to be involved i want to make it better so so the, the, i i know about money uh and and budgets and you know the kind of information financially that I want to see every time you ask me should we vote yes or no for this program so that's that's number one Um, and 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 I talked about the budget but um, a a number two thing is I also know from the time I spent on the county about uh, board training and um, I want to make sure that other board members have a financial understanding of budget and, and reading um, our, our accounting lectures too. So that's an example of, of, of training, but also we can train on other things. We could, you know, we can train on uh, youth services. We can train on what's going on with seniors. So I would like um, our, our major things, like seniors and, and youth, Uh, And general uh, assistance and I think also transportation um, on at least an annual basis to have um, a presentation for the board um, can be at a regular board meeting that is open to the public and yes by the way just like this um, um, broadcast live and recorded and available for the the general public and at those events, those presentations, typically you would have, you can have your own staff say this is what we're doing and take questions about it, and you can also bring in people from other, um, other places, it could be, you could bring somebody in from the county, you could bring somebody in from another township, uh, so that you get more of an exchange of ideas, and it also helps you as a trustee or board member, whatever you want to call that position, uh, really understand better what's going on and think about what you can do to um, to help bring more resources and more ideas um, to to make things better
0: is there enough uh, diversity on the Kane County Board in your opinion
1: uh, I'm not going to count comment on the Kane County Board okay. at this point I mean if you want to talk about the the um, the Aurora Township
0: is there enough diversity on township
1: uh, in the township um, Three of the four trustees are black. The fourth one is Hispanic. She is not running for re-election. Um, the supervisor is white. The township commissioner is Hispanic. Um, and the assessor, who has absolutely nothing to do with decision-making, um, he, he's elected, and he just, he just assesses property for tax purposes, is white.
0: I think I've met him before.
1: Yeah, he, he, he got that position from his dad, who was assessor before him.
0: Seems to happen a lot, in a lot of places, right? Uh,
1: I understand, it's a strange... you know, In the Aurora Township mm. level, a lot of people might related, be related to a lot of people.
0: Right. Um, it does sound diverse, though. Uh, it does sound very diverse.
1: Well, the, the, the board, the board, the, the trustees themselves, they're, they're, there's no white trustee. Right. Um, to be honest with you, um, the only people who should be should be driving the bus the only people who should be making motions the only people who have a right under um, normal circumstances uh, to vote on on motions or budget are the trustees. Right, interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, in the downtown area we've seen a lot of uh, new development we've seen a whole lot of, I mean there's a bridge going across now from uh, you know, what's that, Broadway to back there River Street. Um, a whole lot of things taking place. Are any of those, or have they been related to the township?
1: I don't think so. No?
0: Okay. No. All right.
1: No, that sort of thing, if it's within the city boundaries, is going to be city. About the only thing that you may see on occasion having to do with township that's within the city boundaries would be a township road. Okay. And that would mostly be kind of on the edge of the city, like maybe
0: Jericho or something. The time is now eight thirty nine AM and you are listening. It does, right? Oh my God. And you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are glad to be joined by Bonnie Kunkel. Bonnie
1: Lee Kunkel.
0: Bonnie Lee Kunkel. Kunkel. (laughs) It has a it has an artist name to it. Bonnie Lee Kunkel with the new single
1: Yeah it does. Yeah. Pull the pull the wagon
0: with the toys in it. Awesome. I do Um,
1: songwriting too.
0: You do? Another really? time
1: we'll talk another time. Oh right,
0: okay. Oh, this is. Um, what does America mean to you?
1: Wow. Well, wow. Well, this is this is this is a, this is a time historically when you really think about that. Um, I remember right after the election, uh, the Sunday following the election. Twenty
0: sixteen election. Yeah.
1: The 2020 election.
0: 2020,
1: okay. Um, And I decided to go to church in person because it was important to me. And the last thing that we did was sing um, America the Beautiful. And I just choked up. To me, what America is and should be about is a place that is welcoming for all peoples, a place that is fair. A place where everybody gets a good break, not just because you know somebody,
0: right?
1: And it's also a place that's beautiful. It has tremendous natural resources. So, um, I'm first generation. My parents came from the northern border. Mm
0: -hmm. They came
1: came here from Canada. Uh, I realized that had my parents uh, had I been first generation, my parents had come. From the southern border, um, my life would be very different right now.
0: Compared to um, past city administrations here mm-hmm. in Aurora, um, how would you rate our current administration?
1: You want me to talk about the mayor?
0: The administration.
1: I am not going to. I'm not getting into that. Okay. I've got my own race. I hate to say it, but I, I'm, sure. I'm not. I'm not going to get into fights with city folks. Um, well, I, the, I my, well, I
0: didn't want you to. I mean, yeah. you you know if if uh, if things are moving good, great. If not, could be better. I guess you could always be doing better. But no, that wasn't the premise of the question. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd I'd rather
1: not go there. I'd rather stick to township. Okay.
0: Um, be. Now there's a,
1: there's a lot about township that's important.
0: Well, here's the next question about mm-hmm. township. Where is the where is it located? Where's the is there a home office or headquarters? There
1: is. It's eighty um, South Broadway. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, it's the old. I think it was. Seven Gables, Four Gables restaurant. I remember when that that building. Um, and by that, by the way, that building is like a, kind of a they call it English Tudor style. It's like um, tan with um, brown wood.
0: Is it the one that's across from the police station that's or the the fire department?
1: Across from the fire that department. That little building, yeah, 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 yeah. I I, re, I remember um, uh, doing telephone sales for the restaurant that that was built for.
0: It was a restaurant. And what was the name of it again?
1: I think it was Seven Gables Restaurant.
0: I've always looked at that building. I thought, like,
1: that's an odd place
0: for a government (laughs) building. That's an odd structure right there. Yeah. It's always looked like something else to me, like a cookie shop or something. I thought it was like a German. Sorry to interrupt. I thought it was like a German or something. Had some kind of, like, German. It's got a Dutch style to it. Dutch style or something like that. Somebody had mentioned that Whatever you call it. Yeah, mentioned mentioned that to me, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. so that's where it's uh, that's where it's located. Mm-hmm. Very cool place. view. that's the
1: administration. Oh, t- definitely. Oof, that's yeah. the administration <laughs> building. But then there's also the youth center, which is over on Gale Street, which is of course the bigger building.
0: Um, how has COVID impacted your life?
1: I think it's impacted everybody's life. Um, I mean, it's I'm really fortunate that we're sitting here. Six feet apart, and we don't have to wear masks because this interview would be very difficult for people to understand. Um, but you know, there's just a lot of places you don't go, and the the saddest part there's a lot of people you don't see. Right. Um, for me, uh, I know a lot of people. You know, especially the people who I know who are older than me, um, who are fragile, and I know that I have to be very careful. Because if I'm not very careful, it's not safe for me to see these friends. Sure. And, you know, and it's gotten really quiet um, around the house by myself. Uh, well, almost by myself. I have a dog. But... Yeah, um,
0: not by yourself at all. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, I'm a lawyer, and we don't get to go to the courthouse anymore. I've gone to the courthouse once um, since COVID mm-hmm. erupted.
0: Um, A lawyer, interesting. Yeah. What do you like about being a lawyer?
1: Uh, well, it is interesting because I should tell you what kind of a lawyer I am. I'm a family law. Um, I do family law. And what the heck's that? Well, that's divorces and custody and child support and all of that. Um, the way I look at it, I'm just about to, my nose is starting to thaw, excuse me, I thought you were oh, gonna get like
0: a, an example from the purse. I was no, like, oh my no, goodness, sorry. this is going to good. Talk, that's gonna be good. <laughs>
1: um, but when you're doing somebody's divorce or custody, you know, I, I look at it as and you know most people when you look at other people you're seeing the front of the dollhouse, right? But when you're somebody's lawyer in that situation, it's like take the roof off, look at the back, and you that's where you finally find out how people really live. And uh, because of that is, is why I originally ran for office. Uh, I see how hard people's lives are. In spite of the brave front that we often put on, or the gruff or obnoxious front we sometimes put on, um, everybody's life is hard. Um, not everybody complains, and when they do complain, they're not us necessarily complaining about the hardest things. Sure. Uh, so. That's why I got into the government thing because I knew how hard it was, and I think the government should make people's lives easier, not harder.
0: I agree with that. Yeah, wholeheartedly. That's a yeah. And, that's and,
1: a uh, yeah. And too often, we, as a lawyer, I'm going to tell you something's going to surprise you. Too often, people who are elected to office come with a bad idea, like oh, we should make that illegal. I'm sorry, like you can't have Christmas lights up, you know after february 1st or something stupid like we actually have done and gotten laughed at in aurora now is that important is that important enough to bother somebody is that important enough to spend our money on hiring people to go and police that kind of crap if somebody's got something else going on you know if their kid has a drug problem if they've got a health problem if somebody's got covid if somebody don't bother people about the little crap make their lives easier Sure. so a lot of people who get elected they don't see what it's like when it comes time to enforce these feel good good idea kind of things and that's another thing too because i get very frustrated dealing with laws by legislators who they have good intentions but they have never seen they've never seen it through to how it plays out in people's lives, and I've been on that other side, and that's part of why I want to be on the front end um, to decrease the problems the government creates for people.
0: What is it that people in the government get wrong about the society which makes them create those? You
1: know, well, wacky, well, well, the, you the know? imagination that by passing a law that, pe- that that's going to that's going to fix a problem. It's like, yeah, I'm going to pass a law to make drugs illegal, and then and then people aren't going to use drugs.
0: As if, Duh. right, 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 sure, sure. You know, sure. so uh, th-
1: I think that's a good enough example.
0: We don't have to go any further. Yeah, I asked, um, yeah, you look at that, the war on drugs, completely failed. I mean, the, the, notion, the notion that yeah. the uh, jail would stop somebody from doing things is just completely crazy. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, what is it about the law mm-hmm. as it stands in many cases that the citizens... Don't understand, or they find difficult. Um,
1: How precise it is. It is often, sometimes how precise it is, and sometimes how vague it is. Um, Sometimes there's a very definite answer, and the fact that when applied to your situation that isn't fair doesn't change the law. Right. Uh, That's frustrating to me. That's hard to explain to a client. that I know this isn't fair and I know this is going to hurt you but I can't do anything about it. That's really painful when I have to say that to somebody. Yeah. Like I said, that's why I don't like laws that are passed not thinking about the consequences.
0: Right. Um, did you find it, uh, in, in the time of the uh, pandemic, what was canvassing like or uh, getting your, you know, to get on the ballot? Meeting um, folks? That
1: was pretty easy, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we didn't. We need less than a hundred signatures, so that's not. I mean, I've done this before, guys. I've done this a lot. I've done this for other people. I've done a lot of campaigns for mostly other people. Um, so for the the amount of signatures I needed to get, you know, it was easy. Seeing, you know, <laughs> I, could, I could I could just see friends. I could just see friends.
0: Um, when's the election?
1: Uh, the primary is in February, and then the general election will be in April.
0: All right. All right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, um, although the city elections are nonpartisan, the township um, elections are partisan. You have to declare a party. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's that is what it is.
0: Why do you have to declare a party for a township? Why yeah, is that?
1: Because that's how somebody set it up a long time ago. Oh. Yeah. Who we it? don't get to change it. <laughs> <get> to
0: change <laughs> change another it. one of those it's things about one laws. Of those yeah. Things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what else can you tell us about the township and your role um, going to trustee that the people should should hear and listen to?
1: Okay. Well, here's here's a few things that I think are really important. Um, I want to increase the transparency and visibility of the township. Um, we've already talked about that and why that's important if people don't even know it's there, they can't use it. The other thing is, if what um, government's doing isn't visible, um, they can do bad things. Um, by mistake, doesn't have to be deliberate, but you know, um, oversight is a cornerstone of our democracy. And so transparency is really important. Um, I would like to add to the professionalism, like I said, making sure that um, all of the trustees understand their place uh, and uh, have the tools necessary to understand the financial part of the job uh, and what to do with data Uh, and I think all of this should lead to better accountability which means clean government, more efficient government, and um, more economical government. My My standard for spending money when I'm voting to spend somebody else's money, your money, is is it fair to ask a poor person to pay their share on this project? Okay? I will tell you, that's that's my personal standard, I've never made it public before. I will tell you that when I was on the county board, I was the toughest person for questioning expenditures. The Republicans, generally, not necessarily on the board, but Republican citizens loved me because I'm a fiscal conservative. I I, I saved, I I really think I I saved us so much money, you can't believe it. But um, because saving money and not being wasteful is important to absolutely everybody. And now in the time of COVID, when people don't have jobs, when businesses are failing for government not to do more with less, Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Right. If, if we're going to keep taking in the same amount of money or just saying, oh, we're automatically going to increase our, <coughs> our levy by 5% every year because the statute makes it easy to do it that way, that's not good enough. It's right. not good enough, folks. It's not good enough for the people who are paying us. Then it's not good enough for us.
0: Um, I wish you the very best success. Thank you. In your election.
1: Thank you. This was fun. I hope I get to do it again sometime.
0: I hope you do too, yeah. Thank you. I would like, really be interested in uh, interviewing you again. Um, you got a lot of passion for what you're trying to do. I hope So I, I hope, that, uh, hope you succeed in your election. I hope you win. Oh, thank you. Yeah,
1: sure. That, thank you.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, the show ends on a positive note. Uh-huh. What is your message to the citizens of Aurora today on Tuesday?
1: look forward to the future we c- we can come together we can make government make space for us we can form a unified or more unified voice and plan as we see and speak to one another and there's a there's a long way up and we can go there
0: on behalf of the second largest city's first daily news podcast, I want to say thank you to Bonnie for coming on to talk to us. This was a wonderful interview. Thank you. Good to meet you and good to know you and hear your and hear your story.
1: This was fun. Thank you for pulling
0: it out of me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um I have to I'm gonna say as well, like um your answer about your dad is one of the strongest I've seen and heard in doing this.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, so and that means dad. a lot. That means a lot. Um, That was very insightful. Made me think about my dad as I was sitting there uh, talking about it. My um, dad—he never told me fishing stories as a kid, uh, but—did you
1: visit him on the union picket line?
0: My dad? Yeah. You know what? I didn't have to. I didn't have to visit him on the union picket line, but uh, he would tell me. He would take me fishing. Oh man. And he would tell me. um, You went
1: fishing with your dad too? Oh yeah. Well, of course. Oh gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah.
0: All of those. um, All those things. I have an eight-year-old son. Um, and now we, yeah. got, we got good rods and everything. And just when we got the rod, here comes COVID. So we can't really be outside doing that. But, um, but yeah, and that's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. It is. Um, so on behalf of Second Largest City's daily, First Daily News Podcast, we want to say thank you again and we want all of our listeners to have a safe, blessed, positive, motivated, and strong day today. And don't forget to vote.